I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Eavesdrop. No filter. Off kilter. Exclusively on Spotify. another episode of the eavesdrop podcast we've got a wonderful guest with us today my name is francesca hey everyone you've got me jelly hi guys from utah this is delamar good day jude Rancha here what a fun day it's gonna be for sure we've been so excited for this episode ever since we found out that um this person was coming on to the show we are talking about a lady who's uh taking it taken it on as her mission. It's come off like an advocacy for her to make every single Filipino feel and look beautiful. Her name is synonymous with beauty. Who are we talking about? Well, she is, yes, the beauty authority. Let's give a warm eavesdrop welcome to Dr. Vicky Bello. Hello! Yay! 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 Bella, beautiful day to everybody. Good morning. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on a Sunday morning. <laughs> All right. So I'm going, wow, this is, uh, but it's so relaxing. I mean, your your uh, podcast is so easy and light. So, you know, it's a perfect way to things. I think with the Beauty Authority, we're trying to be a little heavier. So I don't know if that's clicking, but I'm ask- I've am i been asking advice from you. So give me more. <laughs> Yeah, I can't so, believe Dr. So, Vicky Bello is asking us for advice. I know. Is this, uh, what is this? What world is this? <laughs> you guys are the authority for podcasts. And I'm the beauty, Diva. So... We're going to ask Dr. all the questions about, you know, beauty, but... The the first the fact is that she has ventured into the podcasting realm, and that's why we have her today. Um, she has a brand new podcast out. It's called The Beauty Authority. Um, Dr. Bella, you have a co-host with you also, or is it just you? It's uh, Kat Razon. Okay. So, uh, you know, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I guess I was telling you that I learned through listening. Yeah. So this is a perfect um, medium for me. I really love it. 
And I think it will only grow. And then when I was listening to podcasts on beauty, I noticed that there was a lot of um, former editors of magazines, very knowledgeable, but not doctors. Mm. And since I've spent 30 years of my life making people beautiful, I've learned so many, many things that are not in books or anything. And I, I really don't have a venue to share them with because maybe I share it with one patient, you know, in the 30 minute, one hour I spend with her. But it's something that people go, oh, I didn't know that. For example... Something as easy as putting eye cream, you know, um, a lot of people wonder why they put eye cream and then in the morning when they wake up, they look tired and haggard and their eyes are puffy. And I said, it's because most of the eye creams out there are, are moisturizers because eyes don't have any oil glands. So yeah very dry skin and thin, so they tend to put a lot of moisturizer. But moisturizers absorb water. So when you wake up in the morning, you have what we call super fake eye bags. Mm -hmm. So you look at the mirror and you go, wow, why do I look so tired instead of having a good night's sleep? And that's because water accumulated under your eyes because you've been not moving for eight hours. And then, you know, the lymphatic drainage that drains out all the fluid from my faces and the swelling, they're not working if there's no movement. They need movement to move to work. So I said, so you should only put eye cream in the morning. Huh? Oh. No, no, no. I just make sure it's not a moisturizer. It's more peptides. And then, and then they apply eye cream. I watch people, and they go like this, and then they rub. I go, guys. Yeah, don't that's what they do. Cause in, on TV or on videos. videos. On videos. Right. It's the fourth. Your weakest finger is the ring finger. Ring. Mm. Okay. And then you tap, and you create some warmth, but pressing a little in, but not the super the in. To, so that the cream can enter, but you don't rub it in because okay. the eye is already so thin that if you rub it, you break whatever elastic fibers you have left <gasps> behind, and then they tear, and then you get more fine lines and wrinkles. So things like it's like an aha moment that people are all doing wrong every single day. So I like I need I need a venue to be able to tell yes. you things. Right. So in a way, you know, it's different because other people like you, you always have a guest, whereas I'm my own guest. So. <laughs> <laughs> And I got Katrina Razon because she is, um, I think for the youth, she's really uh, someone to admire. She's mm-hmm. in Forbes, international Forbes, um, mm-hmm. top 100 um, or top 10, I don't know, something like business women. Wow. She that are environmental Impressive. friendly. She's a yoga instructor. She's a nutritionist. She took her master's in nutrition. So I thought, you know, I mean, she knows a lot about things that I don't know about and that mm-hmm. uh, to put them together to make yeah. here and more beautiful so that's the way it's been going but you know now they're encouraging me to have guests stars which is i guess my signature right that's how mm-hmm. Bello built. all the stars go to bello and but i feel like i want to go international and it's hard yes. to look with stars because people don't know who they are if that's we true so see i need advice on that as well right i like how long how long does your podcast run ma 30 minutes or one hour usually we made it shorter because they told me um that they would edit me so i just kept talking (laughs) (laughs) oh my god what a nightmare so now 20 minutes you know because one topic at a time like our thing our last topic is um, skin non-surgical facelifts. Mm-hmm. So it would be, I don't know if that's our last, it would be Thermage, Othera, Skin Genius, what's the difference? When do you go for one and not the other? Because people are yeah. all, 
or Botox and fillers, people are confusing. Like, I need to Botox this. My lines are so deep. And the nasolabial fold. And I'm like, nah, that's not Botox. It's fillers, you know. Or I have an 11 line. I need to fill her. No. It's, you know, it's no. so that we take for granted as doctors. Mm. The lay people, they don't really know. And I think knowledge is power. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go in and knowing what you want and being able to write, ask the right questions. Well, Dr. I Bello, a few minutes in, we're already learning so much from you. We're all going to do our skincare routine very differently today. We now know we have to use the weakest finger. Um, when we introduced you earlier, we mentioned that you do have this mission to make every single Filipino not only feel beautiful, but look beautiful. It's become your advocacy. Why is that? Okay, so we have to go back to my... Yes, all the way back. (laughs) Back, back, when I was born. No, actually, (laughs) when I was born, um, I... I came in under special circumstances. So my mother, Bello, is really uh, the sister of my biological mother, Kancho. And my mother, Bello, had been married for about eight years and not had any children. And her sister, uh, Conchita, already had had a child every single year. Oh, wow. So um, the Bellos really, really wanted a child. So when my Kancho mother got pregnant again, like on her fifth child, they... My Bella mom asked if she could just have this baby because, you know, she 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 really wanted one. So since they were very close, they decided to make um, a deal. And the deal was if I came out a boy, um, since my conscious mom only had one boy and three girls, I they would keep me. But if I came out a girl, then the Bellows could have me. So... Right there and then, you see why I'm always trying to compete with men and trying to show <laughs> But of course, it had nothing to do with women being good or men, you know, being better. But it was more the number, like people mm-hmm. like the families to to right. girls. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was born girl, so I got adopted, and it was a wonderful experience. I think my parents, Bella parents, can write a book on how to explain to your child that they're adopted because they did such a great job. Okay. And I was very happy to be adopted. I felt very special because they would always say, Oh, you know, we prayed so hard for you, not like other people. Sometimes they just get pregnant. We prayed so hard and God gave you to us. You are a great gift, blah, blah. So I was so happy. But then I went to Assumption where my sisters studied. And my sisters were told to always call me their sisters just because mm. I was adopted doesn't mean I'm not a sister. So they would always say, oh, that's Vicky, our sister. I was kindergarten. I was also very fat. I was about 100 pounds at seven years old. So hence my hate for fat. And (laughs) so my classmates in kindergarten would always say, what does that mean to be adopted? And they'd ask your parents. And I presume, since this is the way I would explain it, um, you know, it was born from another mom given away for another family to raise, you know, some because they didn't want a child. But of course, children can't wrap their minds around this idea that they might be given away for another family. So right. They would bully me in school and they would tell me, why did your parents give you away? Is it because you're so, so fat? Aww. And then I would cry. And then somebody would say, no, it's not. It's because she's ugly. So cry again. So Aww. at five years old, you know, the message there is, hey, if you're fat and ugly, they give you away. That was my takeaway. So I already made up my mind at five that I would um, make everybody beautiful so they wouldn't be given away. That was my 
why of my existence. But I didn't know how. So I just, you know, I just had it in the back of my mind. And then when I, when I became 11, when I turned 11, I had lots of acne, so much, you know, like they always say, pimples na tinubuan ng mukha. So that's, mm. so I had to go to dermatologist every single week from the age of 11 till like forever. And then, you know, then it would just keep coming back. Every week it would come back again, do it again. And I was so embarrassed. That's the time you start having hormones. You start mm. being then start going to parties and you know I covered my hair my face with my hair because it was so bad my skin and you know Filipinos have a bad habit of being so personal in their comments yes yeah. <laughs> mm. they'd say why is your skin so bad oh my god you look so you have so many pimples your skin so you know and so you know I, I bothered to dress up I, I think that's also why I love clothes just you know try to make myself as presentable as possible with bad skin and then I would just turn around and go home because it's you know and then you feel like you're I don't want to see anyone because every yeah, yeah. Said, so that was it then I studied abroad and I know then so I decided I'd be a derma because there were so few then and I would spend hours waiting so I said, I'm going to have a derma office. I had this little notebook where I'd write everything down. Like, okay, when I have a derma office, it's going to be beautiful. It won't look like wow. this hospital clinic. And there'll be real flowers, not plastic. And there'll be <laughs> magazines, not <laughs> magazine. You know, I'd have all this whole thing. And I, I advise everyone to have this notebook you carry around or your phone. So you can make notes when ideas yeah. come I really, really right. so you just write them down and then I studied dermatology abroad and I think when I went to Thailand and I went to Harvard in the States there was so much discrimination not discrimination in the sense that they were mean to me or anything but they so thought so low of Filipinos and um you know, like making fun of our traffic making fun of our politicians our corrupt people whatever and I said, how can I how can I bring up the Philippines? How can I make it more beautiful? Because it's you know, if you go to Manila, except for Iskom Manila now, I'm so happy Jamuros was voted the best um, tourist site in the world, and it really is so beautiful. And that's Mayor Iskom. But anyway, who's a bello baby? But <laughs> I what the only thing I can do is to make the Filipino the most beautiful country in the world, one person at a time. Obviously, my dream was to be the Department of Tourism Secretary, but burn around. <laughs> I, I dropped that dream. But I, um, you know, I can only make people beautiful. And that's what people talk about all the time, how beautiful the Filipinos are, how smiling, despite the ugliness or the pollution or the potholes. Mm. And no trees in our city. <laughs> We're still smiling. So that's how it came around. And now, because of COVID, I have a new layer on this thing. Right. Is that I just realized during this quarantine and how when we opened, just people came in. First of all, there was a Cantor study. Mm -hmm. um, what they asked Filipinos, what would be the first thing you would do after quarantine? And the number one thing, which was which was like double the number two thing, was surprisingly beauty treatments. Oh um, wow! <laughs> friends and family, family. Yeah, I had visiting friends and family. <laughs> I said, and when people came to the clinic, then they were scared. They were very oh, scared, yeah. but they needed to go to Bello, and so I'm happy because it's a need. Um, mm. oh my God, I can't stand it. My skin's so dirty or whatever. <laughs> the facial, oh my pigmentation. You know, they did it for themselves. They really weren't, 
you know, I had this idea that people be, wanted to be pretty either to, I, in fact, it was a debate in my head. Is it to attract men? Is it to make their friends admire them more? But it's not. It's just really for themselves because yes. yeah. they had nowhere to go. They had nothing mm-hmm. to do. They just yeah. wanted to be comfortable in their own skin. Yes. So look at the mirror. They go, hey, I look good or whatever, you know, compliment <laughs> yourself. And um, yeah, and they just were happier that way. It, it added a lot to their psychological happiness. And you know how stressful this time is. So yeah, I know. So I just, you know, now I say, oh, okay, maybe it's not making the Philippines the most beautiful country in the world. It's just making everybody more comfortable and happy in their own skin. And so, yeah, so, you know, this thing has evolved. You know, I just realized that if Dr. Vicky says that you look good today, it's like, Wow. Yes. <laughs> what a compliment. What a compliment, right? Like uh, your, your story about uh, your son, you know, like, oh, you look great. And then it's like such a confidence booster, no? <laughs> I know I didn't actually realize how it was such an issue pala with Quark. So when you have kids, so I have two kids, right? Well, now I have three, but Quark and Crystal, when they're growing up, Quark... I would always try to control his weight because I was fat. As I said, I was seven years old. I was 100 pounds. And my dad made me stop eating rice and drinking soft drinks at the age of seven. So I don't eat rice. So with Quark, I tried the same tactic. And there was so much resentment. I didn't know. With Crystal, yeah, sure, mom. Let's work out. Okay, mom. No no big deal, right? It was only during his wedding. Um, you know, like I didn't... People tell me, like Banca tells me, you don't know how much affirmation of Quark means to him or lack of. Because right. like if I, if I, when he comes here and I should have been more sensitive, if I say, Quark, you gain weight, it really just ruins his week. Mm-hmm. So during the wedding, I said something, which I really mean. And I said, you know, darling, because Quark's the sweetest son. Like he's here every twice a week, three times a week visiting me. And, you know, he always brings pasalubong. He's so thoughtful. Like, he'll, wherever he goes, basta, no matter how small, like, if you go to Tagaytay, I have cookies from Antonio's. If you, you know what I mean? He's really, really yeah. sweet. So, during his wedding, I said something like, um, you know, you may, I may not always have been the perfect mom, but you've always been the perfect son. Wow. But he was just Aww. crying and crying. And later on, he said, Mommy, thank you so much, you know, that you realize he thought, well, I didn't realize. Because <laughs> I'm not very good at affirming. It's not my strong love language. But you What's know. your love language? I was going to ask. Mine is, I love to give gifts and uh-huh. I love touch. So that's what I do. Uh-huh. Um, but for most men, I realize it's really affirmation. And I'm very mahina, very mahina at affirmation. So, you know, it's like, even with Hayden, he's always complaining how I don't know how to affirm him. Right? And when I try, it's probably the words are wrong. He looks at me like, what else? What else? Come on, tell me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I, have to read. I have to listen to podcasts on how to affirm the love languages. <laughs> Dr. Ross, you were talking about uh, that your words had quite an impact on your son. I was wondering, when you look at anybody for the first time and the first thing you see is their face, mm. what is the first thought that goes in your mind? Like, are you are you breaking it down already? I met in Shankro's feet. Met. Is that how you look at people? <laughs> no, I don't. And I feel bad because people think I do. Well, of course, it's, I train because I'm auditory. I had to train my eyes. 
right? Oh. I had to train my eyes because I'm not normally like that. And because I was training myself, yes, it's true that I would really look at people, you know, like trying to analyze what I could do to make them look better. Mm. And I feel like, of course, someone after 30 years or even after 20 years, 10 years, I was good at it already. So I stopped. The only thing that really bothers me that I can't take out of my head is acne, which of course is such a big issue for me. And also I really, but I can't look at people if their skin's not clear, but why don't you clear it up? Because it just, <laughs> but you know, my nose, eyes, wrinkles, right. just, I don't, I don't do that. And it's so funny when people, um, when I first meet people, because I know now I used to be known as a liposuction queen more than any. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. so when I would, people would always think I would check out their tummies or stuff like that. So they're almost like jahit to meet me and they back away. <laughs> but I have a bad habit since I'm a touch girl. I love to pinch. I love to pinch fat. <laughs> I want to no, see, baby. is that fat but talaga? Or is that this girl fat? Or, so I think people used to get scared of me. But <laughs> no. no, I don't do that. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have the up and down look. The one that does that is Chris Aquino. <laughs> True. She was I am so traumatized cam. by the Chris Aquino up and down kilati It's like, yeah, yes. look, <laughs> 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 smirk. Oh my God. Hi, Chris. Your friends you know you do that. So. Oh my God. I tell oh, you, I'm sure she, she knows it, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, doctor. She, she, she admits it. No, because if you, you are the beauty authority, and yes. it's like you have, you see beauty not just in the books. But also in your 30 years experience, you know what to do. Like there's a bridge between the books and then in, re- in practice, the right? And you accumulate mm-hmm. that by practicing for many decades. And for you, it's been 30 years. So I think people do, do feel scared. Like I was going to ask you, oh, like I, I, I was thinking, will doctora look at us and see, ay, kailangan niya ng ganito. Oh, no. <laughs> si Del, kailangan. <laughs> No, because you are the authority. And it, how many times do we ever get to sit down with someone with your knowledge in terms mm-hmm. of like 30 years experience, then the books, then running the business? I mean, this is yes. a precious time to spend with you. So I wouldn't mind if you told us what's wrong with our faces. <laughs> <laughs> what needs work? <laughs> what needs work? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me look at you. So if there's anything that I would do with you, it's your eyes. Okay. Um, your your upper lids. You have beautiful eyes. Your upper wow. lids are kind of hiding it. Oh. Open your eyes. <laughs> yes. Open my eyes. Okay. So as a, how old are you, Del? I'm 47. Okay. Well, you don't look it at all, but the eyes are the first area of the face to age, as I said earlier so they they tend to you know we do a lot with them like when you put makeup we squint we tear at it i've even put eye eye creams the way i said you shouldn't no i have don't put eye creams at all no not at all (laughs) so yeah so something like that because you know the the skin gets heavy and then covers your your eye so then your eyes get smaller and then you know there's like a lot of loose skin here so you usually Uh, the great thing now is that you can do it without surgery. You can actually, of course, for me, the gold standard would still be to do surgery. But the way we do the eyes ever since naman 30 years ago, we only do it with a laser. We don't do scalpel surgery. Oh. And so when you cut with a laser, it's much less invasive. 
but you do still have to remove the extra skin and then you and then you open it so your eyes are wide open again and you know you look like um you did what 20 25 years ago the other thing of course would be as you age everything starts to go What's your down, south? Down south. <laughs> yeah, oh, down, down south. south. Yes. Gravity yeah. pull. <laughs> Gravity. No, that's what people don't realize. That even the muscles of her face, everything is, I don't know why God did it that way, but most, they kind of pull, like the neck pulls on the face. Yes. And, you know, even... Palapit na daw po sa earth. But, you know, so you have to, that's why you have to do Botox now on the neck and relax the muscles that pull it. Oh. The face down, right, and master, and so everything. Because even our lips go like this. The new yes. Yeah, everything. Right. So you can do non-surgical um, facelifts with the Skin Genius or Thermage, or you know, because Filipinos, Asian skin, fortunately. So we say when you get older, you either sink or yeah. sag. Um, so sinking would be like when you're too thin and you look. Ah, uh-uh, you look gaunt. Ah. So, uh-uh. Want, and then sagging, of course, heavy skin. Mm-mm. But uh, we don't have a lot of like like uh, the sharpe, like extra skin. We don't have that. So all we need to do is non-surgical most of the time. Unless you really, you know, the worst thing, the two things that age a person most quickly are the sun and smoking. Oh, so okay. if you if you don't do if you don't do it, the sun is the really the worst because not only photo damage damage your dna yes. your proteins and pigmentation and everything so you know if we can just start protecting our skin they always ask me what's the best skin cream and i'm always like sunblock <laughs> sunscreen yeah sunscreen and true. tretinoin so sunscreen if you just protect your face you know an ounce of prevention it's worth a pound of cure so yeah you should really be more careful with that but i, I think if you ever do anything since you should do your eyes and yeah, then maybe eyes. some non-surgical thing yeah see when you open your eyes they're really cute but then this oh, just huh? thing hooding over yeah on this top. one i this one i think right this, did you notice that or did yeah, i have to tell I you do. That? no oh, i okay. i see it every day in front of the mirror it's always telling me hi <laughs> hello it's time to do something about me i wasn't here before see that's another thing that i have a problem with how how people judge. There are people who don't who don't believe in tweaking or doing cosmetic surgery, and then they judge people who do. Right. And I'm always like, God always wants us to be beautiful. I mean, even the Bible, like you put oil, the women put oil and encourage that. He said, mm-hmm. you know, because you have to be the best. I, You know, when God put us here, I think we were pretty perfect. And then as yeah. we went through life, it's us who did things to ourselves, like True. eat too much yeah. or go out in the sun or smoke. Yeah. And then yeah. now we... Oh, we can't touch it because God wants us the way we are. Hello. It wasn't God who did you. God made you perfect. <laughs> That's true. Dr. Bello, since we're already talking about skincare and the things we should be doing, um, at what age should somebody really embrace having a skincare routine? Is it in our 20s, our 30s? When do we start? I think okay, I think that a lot of people need to start when they get pimples and blackheads and whiteheads, which is oh, usually like when you change, teens. yeah, which is puberty, yeah, puberty, because you really have to uh, to treat your pimples, otherwise they leave scars on your face. Mm. And so you know this whole thing about I'm too young to do put anything, especially nowadays we have a lot of people who have um, early. Um, 
what do you call it? I forgot the term, but like eight years old, they get acne, nine. Oh, and, oh you know, my goodness. and then the parents don't let them do it because it's too early, but then it's, it leaves scars on their face. So yeah. by the time they come to us at 11 or 10, we, they already have scars. And that's, you know, I always say a millimeter scar on the face is a it's kilometer huge. scar on the heart. And that's yeah. like, you really have... You know, it, it causes a lot of insecurity sometimes. I applaud I, people who don't have it. But right. so, but if you have nice skin, I would at least start retinoin, retinoic acid at like 15 because it's so good for your skin. It's good for oiliness. It's it's good for collagen anti-aging. It's good for protection from from sun damage. What's that? It's a vitamin A. Retinoic acid. So there's two kind of two kinds of vitamin A. There's the retinoic acid, and then there's the retinol. Mm. So the retinol is a less uh, irritating kind of retinoic acid, but also less efficient. So I would do retinoic acid at 0.025 or 0.05. That would be the right thing. And then, of course, cleansing routine. I think it's important to understand now the new thing. Well, not new, but it's been around for about 10 years. But people don't are not doing it it's to do a double cleanse. So you do need to do, you know, like if you wash your face. First of all, if you wear makeup, you really need makeup remover. You can't just go mm. straight to your wash yeah. and wash your face. It's not going to be mm. enough. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have you don't have makeup, then you can wash your face, but you still have to use a toner to do a second pass. Mm. You can't just mm. a lot of people just wash and then go straight to whatever. Moisturize. You still have grime inside your pores, right? Especially since you know, a lot of people in this country have bigger pores because it's so humid and so the oil yeah. can't really evaporate, so it gets stuck in the blackheads right. and the whiteheads. So, like, okay, let me ask you a question. Let me see how how knowledgeable you guys are. What <laughs> kind of, kind of lesion causes a pimple, or which is worse, a blackhead or a whitehead? Ooh. Which one okay. causes my, a pimple? A pimple? A whitehead? Mm. Whitehead. I think for me, whitehead. Okay. Everybody white right? Monica. Jude. Jude, Jude. White. Ako whitehead. Ako whitehead. Wala lalaki to, Jude. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm black because it's evil Bla- black. It's evil black. <laughs> okay, so the girls are smarter. <laughs> no, Sabi no. mo, you don't compare. <laughs> no question. No, no argument here. <laughs> no, but the thing is, whiteheads do become pimples. You can't, all the blackheads look really yucky right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Near the nose, they're so ugly. Yes. yes. Doctora, like me, when I was younger, when I was like uh, in my teens, exactly the way you said it, when puberty hit, ang dami kong pimples. Like it was, and when you said earlier, a millimeter of scar on the face is a kilometer long in the heart. I, I really, you really reached that pain of my, my teenage years. Kasi it's just a pimple, but to a teenager, it's like, it's the end yeah. of the world. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it didn't stop there. In my 20s, I had like on my chin, cystic, like they're, they're big. They're, they're deep down. Mm-hmm. And it always brought like uh, an insecurity. I couldn't face people because I was ashamed. My shame, man, mm-hmm. no, Doctora? Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. It's so sad. Yeah. And at the worst time of your life, because you're, you're, getting into puberty your hormones are getting crazy or changing your body's changing um you're more conscious the last thing you want to do is not look good at that time i don't yes. think anyone want, doesn't want to look good at any time but you're more aware so yeah yeah come at the worst time and i think 
you know, I always say that if you get lemons, make lemonade. And I had, you know, I think I've been blessed with that. So, cause I had really bad skin as well. So my, my problems were bad skin. I was fat. So what I, I did with that is just, I, so I tried to cure acne. I think I'm an acne expert because it, it was so painful for me. So I, yeah. you know, I became a dermatologist just because I love to prick pimples. And I thought that was all there was. But oh my of course, God. when you get to derma, you realize there's so many, many things that you can't cure. And I was very, yeah. for a while, I thought I had chosen the wrong special profession. Because, you, know, you can't cure eczema. People just keep coming mm-hmm. back, atopic dermatitis, psoriasis, lupus. Right. I mean, the list goes on. And I thought as a doctor, I had to be, a, I had to be someone to cure. And so I'm so blessed because it was in my time that dermatology evolved to a surgical specialty. They went into hair transplants, liposuction, lasers. We took the, you know, we took the laser technology and ran with it. Laser technology was an orphan. Nobody really owned it. Mm-hmm. But the dermatologist said, no, this is our technology. And so we used it for beauty. And so suddenly, that's why I've always been a beauty doctor. I don't claim to be a good dermatologist because I'm not good for disease. We have a specialist for that in our clinic. Uh, my best friend, Philip Buniag, who Dr. Buniag, who really loves investigating what you do and oh my God, what are you eating? I'm like, I don't care. I just want to get you well. I don't care what you eat. For the and, uh, you know, so it's, it's just kind of, so I'm so blessed. So when people talk to me, like I used to be um, bullied a lot by the, derma profession because when I came back here in 1990 I was the first person to do surgery as a derma I was the first person to have lasers which they didn't know what it was and there were all these news like oh it'll burn your brain you better be careful or you know don't you know stuff like I was like oh my god so the things that I had to fight for so long and then now everybody their problem now is that a lot of dermatologists don't want to do clinical anymore that everybody mm. just wants to do aesthetic. Mm. So I'm like right. in this space where I'm still waiting for everyone to apologize. No one is. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys gave me such a hard time. And then now you're all copying me. Hello. <laughs> apologize. <laughs> it's so true. Like when you talk about how before, if somebody went to like a, a, a derma clinic, parang may chismis agad. Parang there's always like talk around it. And mm-hmm. now, how many decades later, it's like part of our lifestyle. It's the number one need after a pandemic. <laughs> See? No, because, you know, that's my idol. His name is Dr. Zain Obaji. We carry his product, Zio. Mm-hmm. But he's the first doctor in 1985 who's, who made this claim and he got attacked. And he said, we're dermatologists who keep our, our patient's skin healthy. Mm-hmm. Let's not be skin disease doctors. So let's be skin health doctors. Right. Yeah. It's so hard to imagine that at that time it was a radical idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you want to go to your doctor when you're sick, like when you have pimples or when you have eczema. So now, I mean, it's great to see everybody with such wonderful, um, you know, skin all the time. People are really more conscious and it's not just their faces, but even the body skin they're more mm, aware body, about. Yeah. Because, you know, this is earth suit basically this is what we present to the world we are not who you know i don't like to define people with beauty i just oh that's what my i forgot to say i realized early on in my life that people who were good looking or people who had such an advantage over other people who Mm. weren't 
And that was in class. It would be, you know, usually our, our version of beauty is Mama Mestiza. I'm sorry, because now it's But at that time, and they had the superiority complex, which I really couldn't get. Yeah. Like, what did yes. you do to be like You were just lucky in the in the lotto of, of genetic pool, right? Genetics, yes. yeah. Right. You would really get it. Like, they're so superior. But no, no, no. This is unfair. So mm. my goal then, the certain people say it's about vanity. I get really hurt because it was always my goal to make the not lucky people in the genetic pool beautiful. Mm. And I, I, I think one of the best things about this life that I've led is that when you make somebody who is relatively plain beautiful, it's mm. a perfect combination. It's actually a blessing not to be good looking when you're young because you learn to compensate. Yes, you, learn to, you make up for it. Yeah, you learn to, to read. You yes. learn to converse yeah. and be yes. caring. You learn. Whereas all these people that were born beautiful, it's almost like they just sit there. It's, and everything's given to them. Serve them. them. Uh-uh. Yeah. All these stars, right? In the office, I have all these movie stars. And they were just all born gorgeous. Uh-uh. <laughs> they, don't, they don't feel like they have to... Uh, to prove anything. Yeah, or improve anything. And yeah. when the books yeah. go, what do they have? Mm, right. So you don't. So you know. I just want to tell everybody: just always do your best and try to improve yourself. I mean, you know, like God said, right? He gave you ten coins, make it twenty. And another mm. one, five, make it ten. And the one who was given one looks. Give one. Very right. good. He looks. Doctor, so I'm I'm just thinking like you were talking about how you had acne as a, as a teenager and it was really painful, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at you now, and your skin is amazing. Yay. I mean, I I would like yeah. So is that achievable? Like of the four, of the four of us, because ako talaga yung pimply. That these three have great skin, and we've talked about it before. Not true. <laughs> no, you but, know what? I think this year or last year and this year have been banner years in my life because finally a lot of things that that weren't we couldn't fix for the last 28 years we could Mm -hmm. so something like acne um you know you have to give them accutane which I don't like doing because it affects the liver or they get depressed sometimes and whatever although that's not in the Philippines it just seems to be in the U.S. hi I wish Carla would come here where's Scarlett? (laughs) <laughs> and I told my daughter last night that we were interviewing you today and she's like oh really can I talk to Scarlett I'm like I'm not sure if Scarlett's gonna come <laughs> but I told her that I was gonna call her but <laughs> my, my daughter's out swimming then so yeah but uh, okay well she loves Scarlett she but I know because I watch your videos and I show her Scarlett she feels like friends still in Scarlett <laughs> oh, cute. well Scarlett is really friendly and she's here all day she always zooms she always joins this because she doesn't get it that it's tv or or radio yeah not like when she's filmed and there are all the lights and everything but going Mm -hmm. back to the skin yes it's very achievable now you can actually get rid of acne now by doing a laser you know that wasn't anything that was done before you can decrease oiliness by doing a laser you can get rid of acne scars now without much downtime because it used to be that we could but the downtime was kind of long like you'd be red for about three weeks and Mm -hmm. for a lot of people that's not acceptable but now we do microneedling with radio frequency with air dissection blah and and it's just it's it's really like in the last year my skin's improved a lot with Advolite so I used to have scars from my previous acne 
And yeah. I could needling radio frequency and it, it disappeared. So now, you know, I look in the mirror, I keep expecting to see this little divots. Yes. And they're gone. They're totally gone. Oh, nice. so, you know. How long did that take you, Doctora, to, to like, like how many sessions? sessions? Hello, sweetheart. Can you see Hi. Oh, good Oh, night. my goodness. Hello. <laughs> come, come, come. Hello. Oh. Do you want to be oh. on our podcast? She can't hear you guys. Oh, she can't hear. Oh, here, baby. Can you hear? Hi. Good morning, Scarlett. <laughs> Say good morning. <laughs> oh, she's shy, but that She has a daughter who thinks she knows you because she follows you on Instagram. She just found out about Instagram three weeks ago. Oh, like, but you've been like, yeah, but of course, it's not her posting. So she's like, Mommy, I have so many followers. That is <laughs> oh. Scarlett. I've interviewed you many times whenever I host for Jollibee. Well, like when we launched no, you I'm, as you're the on princess, mute. you're muted, uh, Doctor. You're on mute, Doctor. You're mute. There I you just go. Okay. The show. <laughs> if she wants to say hi hi oh you're on mute again no, I, no. Think it's, I think it's scarlet muting herself oh scarlet <laughs> yeah no. i love your headband we can't hear I you really like it she can't hear us uh, though space bar oh, wait on mute. i'm gonna introduce you to david yeah, this is david bar. scarlet hello this is my boy this is david <laughs> you're david hi david That's scarlet Hi, David. Do you remember you saw a video? You have dimples, David? Yeah, you have dimples. <laughs> I love Al's dimples. Okay, back to you. Okay, okay. Cute. So it's achievable to get glass skin with laser. Uh, and you, you were saying something. Well, glass skin. You, okay, so glass skin's kind of out now. It's yeah. mochi skin in. So what, mochi's so what's in? What's in? Mochi skin. Okay. I mean, sorry, mochi skin. Mochi skin. How do we get yes. mochi skin? Mochi skin is, mochi. Have you eaten mochi? Yes. Yes. yes no, I love it. We, press it. we love to press it. Oh, and, it and then it bounces back. It bounces. So it's yeah oil looking no we have the glass skin um facials that really give you glass skin and we get all these products from korea because that's where it started mm. but of course it's a lot more shiny mm. yeah and a lot more and it's not so good for filipino in the philippines because people don't like that yes. skin look it's really oily oh, oh. you thought you'd be doing great in korea it's so cold you want that moist looking skin but yes. yeah that was yeah. last right. year so this year's much skin but it's easier. easier. The first thing is to have a good base. You mm -hmm. know, you have to have skin that's clear, that's even colored and blah. And then after that, you can do, you can go either direction. You can have mochi skin, you can get glass skin. You just have to put different serums on your face to get glass skin. And mochi skin, you want a more matte finish. So it's more about skincare, not not putting serums and guys please don't do the korean 12 step i was gonna ask about that because i just came across um and curtis posted that she has a six step skincare but for the koreans apparently it's 12 15 20 step skincare what's your take on that like what's the ideal and optimum 
steps for proper skincare for parang for everyone for across the line yeah, yeah normal people <laughs> normal people so i i go much more with and six steps than i would do with the 12 15 steps okay so the first step would be getting skin ready so okay. people don't understand that there's a mantle an acid mantle on in our face which protects us from pollution dirt and all that stuff but it also protects us from the good stuff that we want to put into our face. So you have to get skin ready by doing a good wash. I said a double cleanse. So a wash, a good wash. If you have oily skin, you have to use something that dries up your oiliness. If you have normal to dry skin, then you do something that's not so drying, not no alpha hydroxys in the preparation or, or beta hydroxys. Anyway, just wash your face off. And then you do the next step is, of course, um, we have oil control pads for oily skin, for dry skin. We have balatone, balanced toning, right? So that's getting your Toner. skin. Now your skin is ready and now we can put the good stuff in. Uh-huh. The way to apply skincare is always from the smallest to the biggest molecule. So um, you, you first put your, you know, serums or you put your anything that's more liquid. Uh, uh-huh. Or your creams that are more liquid. You can see from the... From the texture, so the big, the big molecules. I think that you just have to remember: are you always have to put the tretinoin, retinoic acid last? The one I talked to you about that everybody yeah. should have on their arsenal. That's, yeah. So we already have one, two. This is third step. We need something like an exfoliating accelerator to get rid of dead skin because once you turn twenty-five, your skin doesn't change like it did when you were young. Mm. So if you look at Scarlett's skin, you look at David's skin. Yes. What's your daughter's name? Juliana. Juliana. Nice. It's always so new. Yeah. It, yes. And looks so yeah. great. Like, I want baby skin. Yes. <laughs> the reason I said that is the throughout turnover is very quick. So they always have new skin on their face. Mm. As we get older, our skin, because of the hormones, also becomes stickier. So they don't, it doesn't fall off. It doesn't turn over quickly. There's no desquamation. So it just adds on and on and on. But the skin that is, that's in the surface is already dead. It's not getting nutrients. Dead. It's not getting anything. So it looks kind of brown, dull, dead. Mm. Yes. You want to take that out, but you can't just take it out by washing your face. You have to break the desmosomes, which are the glue that keeps the skin together. Mm. And the way to do that is to do alpha hydroxy acid. So that's why we always have the AHAs. Yes, or okay. the bond so that it desquamates. Mm. <clears throat> then you can show your, your baby skin underneath. It's there, it's hiding. <laughs> underneath yeah. all the dead skin. <laughs> yeah, it's there. So you do an exfoliating accelerator. In the, in, you also need an antioxidant. You need a tretinoin. So those are your three basics that I feel. I'm very anti-moisturizers. I've always told people that. People don't Ooh. believe me because every... I think the number one thing that people want to buy are moisturizers. But mm. it doesn't make sense. Actually, moisturizers are not just... They don't do anything. I mean, if we lived in a dry climate, but like then. Las Vegas, I don't know, I guess Utah's dry, then maybe you need it. But in the Philippines... It's so oily and humid. Oil doesn't right. evaporate. Right. You yeah. add another layer of oil, you're just clogging your pores more. Right. So all these people right. would break out all over. I just tell them, stop moisturizing. They're so afraid. But when they do, the pimples, the little whiteheads disappear. The other thing that moisturizers do is it makes your skin lazy. Mm. <clears throat> so they're signaling from the surface of your skin to the deeper parts of your skin. They, your cells talk to each other. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you put moisturizer, because you want to be moisturized, by the way, if our ideal is baby skin, they're not moisturized. They're hydrated. That's true. So right. it's water that they have. It's not oil, right? You oily. So this whole thing about being moisturized is wrong. You want to be hydrated. You don't want to be oily. And you want to hold, you want to be hydrated from the inside out. When you put a moisture film on your face, your top layer cells say, hey guys, I'm really wet. I'm moisturized up here. Please don't make any more. overhydrated or over moisturized already so your fibroblasts which are the factories that make all these good cells collagen elastin glycaminoglycans hyaluronic acid they said okay you're over now let me sleep for a while because Mm -mm. you know you have we'll take a break (laughs) take a break so they get lazier and lazier and what and then your face now is not getting moisture from inside. So the day that you don't wear a moisturizer or two days, oh my God, your skin is so parched. It feels because you're not making it from the inside anymore. Okay. So then you go, I really need moisturizer. So you have to put it back again. So you do have to go through this period of like three weeks where you're you're dry and you feel like, oh my God, Dr. Bella doesn't know what she's talking about because mm. you know, my skin's so awful, it's cracking and I get wrinkles because when you crack, right, there's a valley and then a mountain. Yes, so yes. Wrinkles. But then you use an alpha hydroxy acid and a retinoic acid acid. So they remove all the dead skin and then, yay, finally your skin's good underneath. But oh. it's, you know, it's something, it's like a withdrawal of a drug. Yes. You I think it's there. Diba, people right. thought that if you put moisturizer, your face will get supple and then you won't have lines. I think that was the whole thing because I remember my Lola, the, the, the urban legend of Lola's where like they would always use those Pond's cold cream. Yeah. Para na silang wrinkles. Okay. So that parang went down the ages na parang you have to use moisturizer to keep away the wrinkles. So if you you're, like it's not- first of all, the body says it's good. I'm oily. I won't have wrinkles. But let me tell you, in my clinic, we see so many people who are, have pimples and wrinkles at the same time. So obviously, <laughs> right. it doesn't keep away the wrinkles, oiliness. Secondly, yes, away. you can use moisturizer cream on your body because it doesn't have that many oil glands on your yeah. neck. If you don't That's have, uh-huh. this is where you really need it because there's not that many oil glands. But yes. on your face, seventy percent mm-hmm. of Filipinos are oily skin. Thirty percent. Mm-hmm are normal to dry, or maybe 10% are dry, very, very small um, percentage. So mm-hmm. it's true that when you do put, that's what I was saying, when you put oil, when you put cream, it feels smoother, it feels mm-hmm. better, but that's fake. Because when you mm-hmm. don't put, you'll know you really have good skin. If when you don't put moisturizer, you're still yeah. looking smooth. The fact that you need it on yes. the surface means that you're not making enough from inside. Because okay. the signaling has told your cells, don't make any more. So the ideal thing would be to moisturize from inside you, to make your own moisturizer, because that would be perfect and cause no side effects. And you're right, it's an urban legend, but it's not backed by scientific data yeah. <laughs> that all this, that putting oiliness on your skin will make you more supple. Mm-hmm. It just makes you feel. Right. And that's the reason there's a difference between cosmetics and cosmeceuticals because cosmetics are a cosmetic thing you put it on your face you feel better or makeup is cosmetic you put it on your face foundation your skin is clear you remove it it's not it's yes. your pigmentation there's pores right. foundation that's basically what a moisturizer is you put it on your skin it looks better 
when you don't have it, it's not good. We don't mm. want that for our skin. We want good skin without anything. Without, and the only way you can get there is to do it from inside out. You can't do it from outside. You can do it from outside in, in terms of peeling off the bad skin. As I said, underneath all those layers <clears throat> would be really good skin, baby skin underneath. If you can just unveil it. But you have to take off this mask of bad skin. I'm so, so much. But this is, I'm only talking, I want to reiterate, I'm only talking about humid countries. Mm. Yeah. Countries are typically humid. I'm not saying if you live in Sweden that you should not have moisturizer <laughs> because I think they really need it. I know when yeah. I'm in Vegas, wow, my throat is dry, my skin is yes. dry. So it's so I true. Think that those, you know, at certain times when it's really bad. But that's another thing. A lot of people buy very expensive skincare when they're traveling. Mm. And they insist on using it here because it's so expensive. And I keep asking them, what's your end goal? Your end goal is to have good skin. If, if using those expensive creams in the Philippines, because they come to me because they're breaking out. Mm, so I look right. at their history. What are you using? And then they say, I'm using this really, you know, La Mer, La Mer, whatever. <laughs> I go, well, that's not, it's not bagay to the Philippines with your kind of skin. And they go, but I paid so much for it. I have to use it. <laughs> but put it in the ref so it doesn't decompose. Bring it again when you travel. But yeah. there's really different skincare for different weather. Or in so the airplane. True. Universal skincare for everybody in the world. Yeah. So there's yeah. so right. many different kinds of skincare. And until you accept that, I mean, how, what can I do for you? If, if I clean you, you know, we do cleaning, we do whatever facials, but then you keep putting the, the thing that damages your skin on your face. It's like mm. having a wound and every day, cut it again, mm. yeah. allow, allow it to heal a bit, cut it again. Right. It's, but we don't get anywhere. So those are the challenges of being a derma and trying to, <laughs> trying to deal with, and you know what's really bad? People who read things on the internet. I mean, there's this thing that if it's on the internet, if it's written, because we're so used, I guess, that if it's newspapers, it's, you know, somebody actually validated it. Mm -hmm. Anybody can put things on the internet and, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be true, but because it's printed, they think it's true. And then they'll argue with me. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm firing you as my patient. because (laughs) Firing you as my patient? Wait, Doctora, my question is, you're, you're the beauty authority. What is beauty to you? What makes what a person? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because if we're talking about someone who knows about beauty, mm-hmm. we have to know what beauty is to her. And then the second part of my question is, how do you explain it to a young kid like Scarlett? Because oh. right now she's a kid, but at some point in her life, she will be aware of her beauty, of you know the, the whole industry that surrounds beauty. Uh-huh. What do you say to her about it? Again, that's evolved. So when I was younger, it was all physical. It's all about symmetry, balance, harmony, that your features should all be symmetrical, harmonious with each other. You can't have, you know, that's why it really bothers me when people have Chinese eyes and a Spanish nose because they've had a an implant with somebody who's not an artist and they just stick a <laughs> ready-made implant. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That they got from the States into their nose. And then it's like, oh my God. Yes, your nose is nice by itself, but it doesn't harmonize. It doesn't balance With the rest of the face. face. It's just so obvious. It just drives me insane. But, you know, now it's way beyond. We, you know, I, I feel like beauty is almost like an energy, a passion for life. It's, you know, and when I say that I'm, things are beautiful, I mean, a, a beautiful day, a beautiful sunset. It's a feeling that when yeah. you look at some somebody beautiful, if you look at something beautiful, you just get this really positive experience. And it's hard to define, right? right. I can't say that beautiful, physically beautiful people are beautiful sometimes because they have no no energy they have no passion for life they're very self-absorbed and it's just so ugly you know so as I think I I go through life it's very it gets much and much more difficult to answer the question so for me beauty is a feeling like when you look you know at something it's almost a universal thing that if you look at a beautiful person it's just pleasant right it's just a happy feeling nobody looks at people are beautiful and thinks, oh, <laughs> unless you're really masung your face, but then of course ah, it's an emotion. Right. But it's, you know, like, I'm so much more appreciative, especially with coronavirus and lockdown, of how the simple things in life are so beautiful, right? And um, I think, although there's so many bad things that happened with corona, the good thing is that we went back to basics and we realized what's important in life, what it's not, the Hermes bags and the shopping. It's not, it's family, it's love, it's safety, it's health. Mm-hmm. And then I think when I go back to, hopefully I've learned my lesson, you know, life was just too fast. Everybody was, was Instagramming yeah. and showing off what a perfect life they had. You know, it's, not, it's and nobody has it, but that's somehow, I don't know why we want to project it. <laughs> and then people get envious and they feel depressed about their own lives. Well, you know, it was just so off. So now people are becoming, you know, it's entertainment. I think that's the way you look at it. Okay, I'm going to learn about, you know, new bags from this person, what's on new in fashion, but it doesn't define me anymore. It's not, because before, oh my gosh, I have to have the latest. I have to be the first. It can't mm. be. I knew there was a big change because normally since iPhones came out, I'm always, 
at least I think I'm always the first to post. It's like, I have to be the first, it's comp competition, you know. I want to be known to be the first to have this and that. And now like, I don't care. I waited for my iPhone 12, like two weeks. Wow, that's long for me. And I didn't care if I was first or not. I go, wow, I'm not anymore a slave to this stupid. Because, you know, I read a book when I was 16 about marketing. And the only thing that I could really do in that book that I, I could, I was sure I could do is to be the first. Because mm. he said, it's always good to be the first. Like, who is the first person to land mm -hmm. on the moon? Neil Armstrong. Who's the second? Mm -hmm. Who's the first to fly a plane, right, brothers? Who's the second? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you're not the first, but you don't, you're a second, doesn't make a mark. So I said, I, I got obsessed since I was 16. I'll be the first in everything. Right. First to bring in lasers, first to do this, first to do that. Yeah. Right. And, you know, sometimes, and then now, even on my clothes, I have to have the, the moment it comes out, my, my sales associate has to call me and send it to me because I have to be the first. I cannot see another person in IG wearing it already. <laughs> and now I'm like, wow, that was so stupid. How could I even oh. be in that place? <laughs> so now it's okay. Because sometimes if you're the first, it's not necessarily the best because nobody the else best. has tried it out, right? So now right. when people say, oh, this clinic already has it, I go, oh, yeah, okay. I heard about it. I looked at it. I wasn't interested because they always offer our machines to bellow first. And then if I, then they'll always say, if you don't get it, we're going to give it to so-and-so. You need to be the buyer. first. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, let them make the mistakes. I'm not going to do it for them because I have an alleyway of mistakes of machines that I bought to be the first. Uh -huh. But they weren't that good. Out. So you take them out of, of the clinic because really? you can't offer anything that's not amazing. And so they're here in my house. In my <laughs> So I have my own clinic here of uh, <laughs> first machines. And so, yeah, this is the 16th branch of Bello. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Vicky, since uh, the three of us have kids below seven, Scarlett mm. is five, and you've had Crystal and uh, Quark, Quark. For, for many years, how differently we're, we're going on... We're leaving the, the skin talk for a while. Um, how different are you as a mother to Scarlett than how you were to Crystal and Quark? Well, I think that, you know, I, I was in med school when I had Quark. I was between second year and third year. And I was wow. a, an intern, a clerk when I had Crystal, which means I was on duty 36 hours, went home oh to sleep, went back. And I was studying all the time. The kids were around me, but I, I didn't really have that much time for them. It's, it's so ironic that, you know, you have your kids and then you, you work so hard to make a life for them that, you know, you think will be amazing and, you know, give them all the things you didn't have. Or, and then you don't give them the time, which is really what they need. And when I see Scarlett now, it's nice. It's great to have um, a child now. I, I missed out on the lives of Park and crystal from zero to six by the time i finished all my training crystal mm -hmm. was six quark was eight so this age of scarlet that i'm seeing now i never saw it really not so i'm enjoying it so much i'm a much more hands-on because now i'm more comfortable i mm -hmm. i feel like you know all my kids are going to be okay if even if i don't you know go to work every single day and then i pick and choose what i want to do and then i spend so much time with her so i think she's very blessed Mm. I wish there was a way that somehow when they're young and you make such a difference in their lives, 
because it's zero to seven that they spend all this time with you and they're really character formation that you carry on for the rest of your life and yeah. value formation and you know it's so to talk with her and uh-huh. then when they're eight nine ten they start to socialize have friends spend less time with you and then when they're in their teens like quark you know i i in a way i made a mistake with quark because when i split up we split up with her his dad when he was nine mm-hmm. and scarlet crystal was seven mm-hmm. and quark took it very hard very very hard and he got angry he got angry with mm. adam and me because he felt he was the only kid in his class that had separated parents and mm-hmm. he was so resentful that you ruined my life at nine you know my son is full mm-hmm. of angst anyway <laughs> so he he confined himself in the room. He wouldn't really talk to me or be with me or, you know, and then I left him alone because I'm very respectful. And I always, you know, I tried a few times, but when he opened the door this much, and I talked to him and he closed the door, I felt rejected. And I also wallowed in my rejection and I didn't keep forcing my way through or trying to get to him. The Quark's a night person. I think it's very important to know when your kids want to open up. They call it magic moments. You can't plan it. It just mm, happens. Yeah. So with Quark, it's at two in the morning. <laughs> I mean, the heaviest conversation, closest conversations you've had is when he comes to my room at two in the morning and we look at the ceiling and we talk. But, you know, mm. I'm a morning person. So that was, I, I felt that I could have done better in that department. But yeah, I think also you have to be much more intentional as a parent. Not like my parents. They just kind of winged it. and winged it. Didn't read any yeah. books or anything on how to. Yeah. But because Hayden is such an intentional father and he really wants to do well in this. He's always reading. Mm-mm. And then he teaches me. So he always says to me, it's like the first time you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> because he goes, okay, from ages five, it's, go- it's always what if, mommy, questions, questions, questions. You know, and I'm like, Wow, dami mo alam. <laughs> Kasi marami ng source ngayon. Yeah, there's so many resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't but have materials. But you know what's really funny? So we're Christian. So Scarlett went to Christian school. Victory. Every nation. And wonderful character formation, everything. But, you know, um, it ends, that victory here in BGC ends after kindergarten. Then it goes all the way to Chandisitas, which is so far with the traffic so we always mm. thought of transferring her now but giving her this value christian values at home christian values at school so it's integrated but now is um ism has always been so hard to get into but because yes 30 percent of the people didn't come back it's wide open right <laughs> so they called us you know scarlet wants to come in and you know it's hard to get in so i said hey then let's go in because if we don't go in now we won't be able to go in when you want to in high school or something, but we were so scared. So the poor girl, I had paid her tuition in Victory and I'd paid her tuition. We had paid her tuition in IS. So now you know what she does. She goes to Victory 8 to 9, within I Zoom. 8 to 9 is play provocation in ISM where they can do whatever. And I see the difference. So in ISM, it's all choice. They're only yeah. five. They're teaching them you have choices. You can do whatever you want in this world. We have six things that you can do, but if you don't want to do any of these six things, then you can do whatever you want, which I feel is so, you can't yeah. give choices at five or six. That's yeah. true. Because she's becoming, I know. Like I can do overwhelmed. It's so, and in victory, no, you have no choice. It's all character <laughs> formation. It's all, at least it's a good so balance. Now, I said to get the best of both worlds, since we paid both their tuitions, you go to, IS, you go to Victory 8 to 9, and then from 9 onwards, 9 to 2, you go to ISM. <laughs> so the poor girl, she's like, because if you ask her, she goes, what do you like more, Victory or ISM? She'll say, 
ISM, all we do is play. <laughs> play and play. Everything's play. Because ISM so good, they make it look like play. Like the other day, yep. she was selling me her, her, her stuffed toys, but she had prices. Like, uh. okay, my Beagle <laughs> stuffed toys, 10 pesos. My Poodle is 15. Then you add, kunyari, oh, how many do you, you want to buy my... And then she'll I'll buy two. So 10 plus 15 is 25. Mm. She'll add. But she she's learning math. But she doesn't yeah. know math. She thinks she's yeah. playing. Correct. So... Yeah, I, I don't know how long this is, but I think she's the first person who's enrolled in two schools at five. Two schools. <laughs> another first. Another and first. Another first. Start to start. Early being the first. Better <laughs> <laughs> you know. now with your kids, it seems with Crystal and with Quark, as they grew older, your relationship did it, did it like get stronger when they were older well, now? Crystal and I have always been so strong because she. After we split up, she sleeps with me every night. So we're really, really close. Quark was the one that was kind of far. But now, when since he's gotten married, I mean, Bianca is so sweet. You know, in-laws are so important. So Bianca makes him, I mean, you know, encourages him to be closer. Mm-mm. So he's been, I think he left me when he was nine. He came back. You know, it's so painful because I was so close to Quark, super duper close. Mm. And then when he was mga 11, of course, he split up. There was a thing, but still, we're still kind of close. And then 11, you know, just with a boy, yan, Monica, makinika. I know. with a boy, you have to let them go. You oh. really have to because they have to become a man. And Filipinos are women who really baby their boys mm-hmm. and marry these babied boys. And we wonder what in the world, but we do it again, right? It's true. So yeah. when Quark was 11, I remember going to Montessori and usually he'll hug me, kiss me. He went, hi. Oh. Jahe pa. Like, I don't know who you are. Hi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to my son who loves me so much? And then... You know, they, you know, they have to let them go. You really just, and it's painful. And then they'll come back. So he came back when he was 19. Ano na talaga? Eight years. And, <laughs> Del, you should, Del's Clark got two so, boys. <laughs> yeah, but he's so intelligent. So he has so many thoughts. So all these years pala, he's been kind of resentful that it's so hard to be the son of Dr. Vicky Bello. Do you know how hard it is to be the son of Dr. Vicky Bello? Right. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I really don't get this Dr. Vicky Bello thingy. Because for me, it's just, you know, it's showtime. Hi. Uh-uh. But then he said, you know, I'm expected to be guapo and sexy and spend a lot of money and whatever. That's why he went the other direction. Like, where yeah, Quark's not like always. that. You see Quark, right? Yeah, Happy shirt yeah. and whatever. And loose <laughs> jeans. Yeah. And then he won't cut his hair. But yeah. he looked whatever. <laughs> that was his rebellion pala to me. But then when he went to USC to take his MBA... Um, in LA. So he said, finally, I'm going to not be known as the son of Dr. Vicky Bello, which is not true. I, I'm known as the mother of Park and Aris in the artistic circles and in the yes. director, producer, whatever yes. music thing. But anyway, true. so he goes there. And so I said, okay, but you know, I, it doesn't, so I went, I attended his class, but I just, you know, arrived and he was, this is my mom, Dr. Vicky Bello, she's the mother, she's the, her patient, is Mary Pacquiao and Jinky Pacquiao. And I'm like, Park, you know, nobody here knew who I was and there you are introducing me. Yeah. You wanted to not be the son of, and then now you're going to make yourself the son of, but I'm oh. proud of how they're going to be so. Yes. <laughs> Confusing. 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 
but I have the most wonderful children. I'm very, very happy. Thank you, God. It's the biggest blessing. Because, you know, every day you say thank you. That Can you imagine if you had difficult children who are in drugs or something? Oh, right. that would be so hard. That's that would true. really break my heart. So now it's wonderful. And my grandkids are so cute. So yeah. I'm just waiting for one from Park and Bianca. Hello. <laughs> pressure. <laughs> pressure. Wait, Do you know them? Do you know Quark, no, all of you? Yes. Are? Yes. Um, See? He knows everybody. It's Mr. Congeniality, right? <laughs> yes. So when you were building your empire, you were a mom. Um, yeah. So I was, you know, first of all, I wasn't building my empire. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but... <laughs> and so I really believe when people ask me, who's your partner? You know, no, God's my partner. Because really, it was so ironic though that in, I could do no wrong when it came mm. to my clinic. I could do no wrong when it came to my work. In terms of, it just came. Mm. Like a waterfall, it would come. And I, my initial plan was to work two to three times a week in the afternoons and be a full-time mother. Mm-hmm. But because it turned out different that I split up and then I felt that I had to work more, then it's, you know, you really, you really don't know what's going to happen to your life. Your best laid out plans just don't come to fruition. So I've always not planned. I have an allergy to planning. So, which is also not good. But when people ask me, what are your plans? I look at them like, huh? (laughs) I don't have a plan. (laughs) Because this thing is just organically growing. And, you know, and when I try so hard and and then it doesn't happen. I get frustrated. So I just really have learned to yield and just leave it up to God because he knows better than I do anyway, a lot, lot. So yeah, you could add, but just do your best every single day. Just do your best. Just, you know, don't make money your goal because it doesn't, it doesn't work. I feel bad now when I talk to young doctors who come to me, I'm going to be like you, Dr. You're a rock star, a superstar, a rock star of dermatology. I want to earn like you, you know. I'm looking at them. No, that's not that's not how it happens. It happens when you take care of your patients and they're happy and they bring other patients and then, then it grows. Right. You know. But when you try so hard to be like rich, I'm gonna get rich like this, they can feel mm-hmm. it. They'll feel your energy and they won't and they won't feel like you love them or you care for them. So yeah, so it doesn't grow, I think. I mean, I'm so blessed that I've been around for 30 years. Yeah. You know, when I, I felt that I was number one, it took me about eight years to, to feel like I was the number one clinic. And then I looked at everybody else. And I go, well, this one was number one for five years. This one was number one for 10 years. I wonder when I'm not going to be number one. And then so far, we're still number one. <laughs> so thank you, Lord. <laughs> But, but Doctora, because you started off saying that your background to beauty was really how you felt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the issues of your childhood. And I think it that carries into your practice until now. Mm-hmm. And that's why the brand is the way that it is, because there's one thing you cannot deny is that somebody cares about beauty and making it available to people. Like the things you told us just a while ago, yung, yung the thing to put under your eye mm-hmm. using your, these are the observations of someone who really pays attention to what makes skin healthy, what makes people beautiful. And it seems to be the underlining thing. And I get what you're saying, you didn't really plan it, but you're like an athlete who's in the zone. Mm-hmm. Something comes Focus. up. Uh, uh, you know how to respond and the m- opportunities, not much is missed because you respond to it. 
So I was wondering, my question is, because they were talking about how you didn't understand why Quark was dealing with anak ni Bello. You expected to be guapo, to be sexy. Do you realize that you are a pop culture reference that to people's minds, Bello is tantamount to beauty? Yeah. That you no, you, I you don't get people. it. I think <laughs> so. I yes. really don't. Otherwise, I think I'd be a lot more meabang. In a way, it's, <laughs> it's the best. But people tell me, I'm like, huh? <laughs> but no, but I do feel I'm an authority. That one I embrace because I I feel, you know, I read this book, Outliers, and it says, an, you know, Ladwell. somebody, an expert mm-hmm. or a master or whatever, it's 10,000 hours of her life doing this. And I've spent at least, I don't know how many hours, but I know that I've done personally, I know that I've done 15,000 liposuctions or 20,000 liposuctions. Wow. So if you count it like that, let's just say 15 times it takes me three hours per. So 45,000, it's way over 10. <laughs> so I go, oh, I must be a master in liposuction. Or, I mean, and that's just lipo. I've, I've spent 30 years of every day, eight hours a day doing this beauty thing. And I'm very curious as a person. So I think right. I'm always forward looking. And I have these blinders, which in a way, I try not to let other things um, bother me. Mm-hmm. I'm not great in the sense that and always says, I, I look at myself like, um, what do you call that when they're only good at one thing? Well, I'm not naman only one thing, but very few things. I feel like I need to concentrate. I, I can't, you know, not like Quark is a writer, director, businessman, whatever. I, I admire people like that. But I feel my brain, idiot savant, my brain <laughs> can only have enough space and I'm going to fill it with all beauty things because this is where what I love, I enjoy, and I, I know I'm good at. And this is what's right. great for my patients. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a great housewife mm-hmm. in terms of cooking, cleaning. I don't know how. It's okay. Right. <laughs> I, you I have people, people for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but there are things that you cannot hire out. So then those are the things that I'm going to be good at. So mm. I'm too busy trying to learn and, and keep up to date because it's a great time to be where I am. There's so many new advances. It never yeah. gets tiring. Oh, look at my daughter's drawing. Wow. This is pretty Ooh. or what? Wow. Oh. Can you tell us about it? Lion, tiger. So we tell love us the story. Yeah, what's the story? <laughs> she <laughs> cannot hear anything. Oh, you tell me uh-huh. that later. No, I told her because she will print it on a t-shirt. Oh, that's nice. Oh, nice. Her, she draws very well, but she loves animals. So we're going, Nakua, what do you guys feel? Are you going to travel? Because I want we want to go to Africa. It's allowed already for Christmas. Oh, really? We're in Africa. Find the check-in, the airport, the airplane. I don't know. Because, oh. of course, once you're in the reserve, the camp, you're fine. Yeah. Right? But are you with, with cushion? Well, this no, is not... In my iPad or in my neck? No, okay. Go, go. Darling, we're talking. Bye, I love you. Thank you so much Octonauts. That's okay. In the iPad. That happens all the time on the show. Going back. So that I didn't know. I mean, do the young people know me still? Or am I a dinosaur? I hope you're saying. No, Doctor. The truth is, I've never spoken to you, but I know you. And mm-hmm. just listening to you, having an interaction with you, I would have expected somebody who kind of like really knows their, their, 
But talking mm. to you is not like that. Talking to you is like mm-hmm. talking to a friend about beauty tips. Parang nagchichismisan right. pero may, may, may experience. You've got Substance. that going. Yes, uh, but but yes. there's no talking to you. It's like um, there's no, I you're, you're not my level. There's not a feeling <laughs> like true. that. Uh, I don't have that. Thank you, God. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. really at all. No, Which I'm is so refreshing. Yeah, but people find it intimidating to go to Bello. And I think I have a resting bitch face. So a lot of people think I'm so glad. <laughs> it's my eyes. So you're talking about your eyes. At least it's on your lids. You need some muscle thing, you know. It's like my eye won't open. <laughs> I looked at my mom's pictures. She's like that. I remember my Kancha mom. We were traveling together once. And some kid went up to her. And he, she, he goes, are your eyes open or closed? <laughs> And I'm beginning Doctor. to... I've, <laughs> it's sexy though. Mm. Mapungay daw, mapungay. Yeah. Did you know that when you have an orgasm, your eyes are like this? So are, oh, so are you having one, one right now? <laughs> Wait, Doctor, are you having one right now? <laughs> so that's... Like it. When you have an orgasm... Okay, I talked to Naksaman. I'll name drop. What's his name? Lobatan. Yes. So I met him here okay. in the peninsula. Christian. And I was really complaining because I love his shoes. They're very beautiful, but they but are the they're most not... painful torture yes. shoes you'll ever have. <laughs> True. So I says, I said to him, I said, why do you make your shoes so painful? True. I mean, can't you make them beautiful and, and comfortable? And comfortable. And why is your pitch? Because the pitch of the shoe is like, you know, where it curves. It's very yeah. high. Yeah. High. Right? Yes. It's very high. There was a time everybody was using YSL shoes because they had that platform. The so tributes. Like with short people yes. like me. So I'm only 5'3", so I hated 6'3". So <laughs> no, I, I wore 7-inch heels. I swear, I was pinfall. But I was still so short compared to him. Anyway, so why? So the, if San Laurent has a platform like that, and then it has a thin heel in the back, not like the platform. Yeah, the tributes. But I'm saying to him, why can't you hide something inside so it's not naman so like that, so it's the pitch is not so high. You know what he says? So he grew up pala with, um, parang his mom was a striptease dancer. He grew up in the strip clubs, okay? And so they always had to wear these shoes that are so high. And the reason pala they wear shoes that are high, when you have an orgasm, your feet do that. When you're going to have an orgasm, your feet go like this. You don't go like that. You don't flex. That's that's true. You don't flex. You point. So when you go like that. Yeah. So he's trying to subliminally copy the, the, the orgasm the they're having an orgasm so it's oh. sexy and he oh. said my shoes are not made for walking they're made for just but how do you get to the chair <laughs> 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 I, I love I love yeah. the trivia you've shared with us so I now Dr. Vicky when we look at you we're not gonna think uh, resting bitch face it's a resting orgasmic face oh, orgasmic face look <laughs> everybody will want to look like me cannot this is inherited <laughs> I don't know if you can loosen the muscles <laughs> because your elevator oculi that open your eyes right but yeah. mine are long and lazy mm. and I have to exercise supposedly every day. I you have to hold your forehead like this, right? Why? So you don't get wrinkles Why? when you raise your eyebrows. Oh and I have to look up. my god! One, gosh. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Release. Hello, it's very tiring. I don't do it. 
I mean, I'm working out on my body. I have to work up my eyes. But never mind. <laughs> but when I do it like for a week, it does open, you know. But never mind. Okay na si orgasmic face. <laughs> There's so much to learn in just the, the, the stories. Yeah. Sometimes we haven't even gotten to the beauty part. But with your stories, bumabanda talaga siya sa beauty eh. Yeah. Bumabalik lagi. So bumabalik sa beauty. Listeners ko, hindi ko alam. That was what I was gonna say. Yeah. Tara, you have to, what what is it that you offer in the podcast that you don't offer anywhere else? Yeah. What? No, because the, because uh, when I'm a guest, like I'm always dependent on your questions, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so many things I know that I don't, I don't know how to get out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I say them to patients, but that's one person at a time. And I yeah. feel that the knowledge that I'm sharing should be for para all. Everybody. Sana all. Sana all. Sana all. So, <laughs> I, so that's what I did. I said, okay, I want to have a podcast. So I can share you know, these things with everyone. And they're real beauty tips. I mean, they're not marketed. I'm not being sponsored mm-hmm. by anything. I'm really telling you what I see over 30 years, what to do with your face problems, whatever, maskne, how to deal with it, stuff yeah. like that. Like even today, the maskne, um, dark circles are so common now. Why? Because yeah. you guys sleep so late. Young people have fat arms now. Why? Because yeah. because uh, having liposuction people for 30 years, I noticed in the last 10 years, ang tataba ng mga arms of the young people, uh, 25 and 19 to 25, 18 to 25. So thinking, thinking, what's going on? Why is the body type changing? What happened? Mm-hmm. So I figured out, I have no proof for this, but I think it's the food we eat and the steroids they've put in the food to make the chickens look fatter. So yeah. hello, they're making you look fatter. So, mm. you know, that's why people, they're thin, but how big the arms. So, you know, things like that. That Where will you pick that up? Naman? And, you know, it's, uh, so that's what I do. So I'm just thinking, because Kat and I are both knowledgeable, but we don't have anybody interviewing us. And uh, mm. talking to you guys, you do bring out the right things and the right questions, and you're more entertaining. So maybe <laughs> what my podcast needs is a is an interviewer. interviewer. But yeah. it's weird to have a Vicky Bell podcast and I'm the guest again, but it's just somebody to direct questions. Like just, you guys yeah, are just so to get the conversation started. We will just write all the questions because we have we are no, not knowledgeable in skincare at all and we'll write it and then you just answer it on your podcast. Yeah. No, but I like think you have really, a- that's a different, see you guys are really good at what you do and it's, <laughs> it's not just the questions, it's the way you ask them, the way you engage <laughs> The way you make it, I know. See, so you're good at that. I'm not good at that. Because <laughs> I'm interviewing myself and answering myself. No, so Dr. Ray, you're no. not yet. No, you're not good yet. Yet. Okay. Yes. Not good you yet. Have, yes. Okay. Practice makes perfect. It's only yes. been two months. Yes. Let Saka, me be patient. Right? Doctor, <laughs> this is our perfect opportunity to apply in your podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll send you an interviewer. Send natin your resume natin. Sige, doctor, pumili ka na. All DJs pero, before. Yes, yes, all four pero, of us. Pero, doctor, be careful. If you choose just one, out na sila sa podcast namin. Yun yung warning. Wow, may political, ano pala dito. Oh. It comes with a warning. Wait, okay, so, Dr. Vicky, I mean, 30 years of experience, 30 years of building your your company to what it is right now. Um, 
obviously you for us you come across very determined very competitive um how did you deal with the many many challenges along the way because earlier you said all the clinics are doing what you did before and you're like Hey, thank me because I started it. Apologize. 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 You really gave me a hard time, you know. And then now yeah. you're competing with me. Take a moment. Right. Copy, copy, everything. Copy, copy. Are you saying thesis? Are thesis? Rensila. Thank you, Dr. Bacubello. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Rensila. I mean, but it's so crazy, diba? Can you exactly. yeah. See, so I don't even, copy. I'm right. very proud about not copying. You I are try the to be imaginative and creative, but sila they copy and then they're imaginative and creative. That's unfair. Hmm. <laughs> you think your own? Don't copy first. <laughs> so yeah, those are those are my copy. Oh my god, na, I love it. I mean, you are the trendsetter, diba? And and now the internet and damning trolls. But I can imagine in in when you were climbing up and building this, there were a lot of people who were you know you nega. All the negative mm-hmm. people. Yes, so how did you yes. deal with that? I cry. I make sumbong to God. Mm-hmm. And Mama Mary, I always say, you take care of them, okay? Because I can't. I really can't. <laughs> but You're so mabae. I feel so sad. Parang I'm just doing my work. Why are they yeah. picking on me? I, I you know, but right. um, yeah, it's been full of tears. Where did you find your strength? Because when I try to do my best and I only have the best of intentions, it really hurts when people right. ascribe things to you and, and do also. But I think it's part of the, I guess now, I haven't accepted that it's part of the game, but it is part of the journey. So sometimes God will say to me, oh, would you rather not be successful and not be, you know, and okay, nobody will make you attack. Attake. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> it's, yeah. But it gets tiring. It's like, so my favorite, my favorite verse used to be when God is with you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. will prosper. So right now, my favorite verse is, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in all things, um, in thanksgiving prayer and supplication, make your desires known yeah. to God. Because a lot of times I don't tell him, no man, because of course I think he knows, but then he has, he wants to hear. Mm-hmm. So, but the anxious part I added, so, because it's kind of, an anxiety. I, I um, as much as I try to be positive and not, let this coronavirus, it is an anxious time. You know, I, I don't, your family, you're scared. Do I see them, not see them? Because I go to the clinic, so I get more exposed than, mm-hmm. than my ex, than I yeah. hide in atoms. Adam, my ex-husband. So I, <laughs> we don't see them, but I miss them. So should yeah. I, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Parang everything is such a big decision. Magkikita lang kayo. Yes. Big decision. Uh-oh. So if I give a Papatespa. dinner for my best friend, what? Do I, I want to test everyone mm. before they come. Not not because I don't trust them, but I don't like to have a dinner where everybody's not a mask. Yeah. And then yes. all, all social distancing. Parang what kind of dinner is this? Diba? Parang it doesn't feel. I yes. miss. Correct. You know, they have a thing now called touch hunger it's just you thought you miss hugging people oh, yeah, you miss, yeah. and so if everybody was tested then we would be more comfortable i think and be you know just more relaxed like old times mm-hmm. and yeah. would people want to be tested are we insulting them because they might take it out <laughs> everything's ah! so i get tired of being positive sometimes yeah and i just cry because you have to keep this image of being it's fine it's right. good we're so thankful lord right. because we're healthy blah but then parang lord kailan ba to matatapos <laughs> right 
Oh, okay. So, you know, like as a mom and then as a businesswoman, I mean, all moms, I think all moms can relate na parang you have to multitask. You're taking care of so many things. So, parang I am so in awe of you, Dr. Vicky, because parang you built this thing and it seems like you you built it on your own. You know, yeah. it's you, yourself. Well, you never do anything on your own. That's one thing you have to learn. Mm. And that's, I think... Yeah, it's all it takes a village. Even to raise my kids, it takes a village. It's yeah. why it's so important. I feel bad for them because they're stuck at home. Mm-hmm. They don't see their relatives. Crystal, Scarlett makes a roll call every, even her, you know, she only has one grandfather. No, not one. She has one great grandfather, which is the father of Atom, which is my ex-husband. <laughs> but yeah. he has lunch with us every Sunday before. So, you know, we haven't seen him. He's 95, 96. Oh, so, of course, right. we're... He's just at home. And she said, Mommy, can we FaceTime Lucky tomorrow? Because I really miss him. She's so dramatic. <laughs> okay, we'll FaceTime. But these normal things that we used to take for granted, um, I feel I had the best childhood. When I tell Scarlett about, you know, there was a typhoon, right, recently. And I remember we had a typhoon called Dadding so long ago in the 70s. And our roof blew off. The whole roof was carried by the typhoon. I was 16, 17, carried by the, by the, by the typhoon and it landed on a neighbor's house. Can you imagine? Oh, They're wow. just in the room oh, and the God. roof landed. But you know, sister of my mom also. So for six months, we had a living room with no ceiling. And I yeah. loved it because you had a sofa, everything like a regular living room. But when you look up, it's the stars and the moon. <laughs> uh-huh. But there were so many stars, so many, many, many stars. Now you don't see stars. If you see one yeah. star, why don't we have to look by where's the star? <laughs> because of the pollution and whatever. But she mm-hmm. looks at me like, Mommy, I, I can't understand. So, so how social? But we had to go to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my she can see the stars. No, because oh also the lights, there's so many lights, you block out the stars. In Africa, it is full of stars because, of course, you're in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, then she goes, oh, the stars. Oh, you're my peg. You are Doctor, my peg. I want Doctor, to be like that. I'm going to go to you know what we're what we're realizing from talking to you these are normal to you and it's something of a privilege to others but it's in the way that you say it that doesn't come off like mayabang like uh-huh. when you were talking about when you were talking about having dinner with Christian Lubutan but it's, for you it's so normal Scarlett couldn't understand how you can't see stars so you brought her to Africa but the way it comes off <laughs> No, 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 no. But the way it comes off with the way you tell the story, hindi hindi talaga siya mayabang. And something I realized with the way you are, the way you've been built, you know exactly how to see the positive in everything that happens to you. Like for example, you talked about um, being adopted, and you loved it because you felt so special, you felt so wanted, you felt loved. Except that. When you went to school, all the kids started bullying you. But then you turned it around again and saw it as, oh, this might, this can be my mission. This is mm-hmm. something that I can do for others, which is to make everyone feel beautiful and create um, like equal footing for everyone who are not so lucky in the genetic pool. Now you're making me cry, see? Oh. I <laughs> said, <laughs> again. Because, you know, when I talk, it's not true that I'm not affected by my adoption. Every time I give a talk, I cry. Every single time, the wound 
and Yancy, the one may hugot. So, okay. you know, it's all, hala, may mikwain ako, gel. Anyway, but it, it, it drives you. It drives you forward, you know. So, I think I've learned to do the best that I have. But, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm not hurting. Mm-hmm. It took me so long. It affected my whole life. And I feel I would have been a much happier individual because you look for love in the wrong places. Yeah. You look, can you love me? My parents mm-hmm. didn't love me. Can you love me? You know, ah. it's a desperate plea or, you know, then you try to be successful in what you can control. But, But you really can't control anything. But at least that part. But, you know, deep inside, this little girl looking for affirmation. You're good enough. I should have kept you. I think I kept waiting for my parents to say, hey, we gave away the wrong one or we shouldn't have given you away. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so I tried to be successful. Part of the drive is just to show them, see, I made it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, right. But that's, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I think life on earth is like that. So... You know, I, I now look forward that I know my stay here isn't very long. And then one day, and all these things, as long as you keep moving forward and make it a positive, you're mm. right, try to make it positive, but it's not it's not without, you know, pain. But there's yeah. a cost. Yeah, there's a cost, a cost. But, but for but some the, reason, we're weird, we're weird beings. That when we're happy, we don't try very hard. Yeah. But Doctor, really when we're you, down that we grow, and that's it's, it's when we're down You're, that we make. You know that that's one thing I realized about aging. Another pearl. You don't age gradually. You know, I always thought every year you age. It's not true. Mm-hmm. You have age spurts, just like you have growth spurts. Like you can right. look really young for like eight years. I remember when I turned forty. I thought I was immune to aging or Bella was so magaling because I I felt like I was aging. <laughs> and it's a nice age to be 40 because you are more self-confident, you're a little more mm-hmm. made, you have more money. I mean, you're not as, you know, to the to the wind or the air of the people yes. who say something bad about you. So, oh my God. Well, Anna, but, uh, and then I was looking at myself, oh, okay lang, ha? I don't look naman old. And then at 48, oh my gosh, parang I aged five years in one year. I don't know why. It's just, So, you know, so it's a constant thing. You can't relax, you guys, if you want to look good the rest of your life. It's an everyday maintenance thing. And okay. you can really see it in fam- in class reunions when you have your reunions high school. <laughs> <laughs> diba? You're all the same age, eh? but what a difference for the people who took care of themselves and for the people who kind of let it all go. But it's like a 20-year difference in look. So... Yeah, going back to beauty. Doctora, Take care of yourself. <laughs> so much. You no, know, but but you're the cause of your pain mm-hmm. is also the cause of your success. Yes, definitely. That's true. I think yep. that's why that's why it hurts, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. you have already in in from looking at your record from the outside, you have achieved beyond what people would have expected. Right. But the hurt has not been addressed. And so some part of you, sorry, Doctor, to be so personal. We, I know we're not friends. Kaya lang, we just had to talk with um, a Theta healer. Mm-mm. And then one of the things that she has taught us is, as grown-ups, we mm-hmm. do carry the wounded child within. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And, 
And, and that wounded child needs to heal. I'm crying. Now. They're making me cry. I need to. Sandali, nagsumbong. Sorry, Nicole. We can explain ourselves. Jelly's fault. Si Jelly po. Si Jelly po ang sisihin. Yeah, that's what. Pusasan yan. So, Del was... Naiden yan. The title, I think, Dr. is talking to. No, they're making me cry. But this is sweet. I know now what I miss in my podcast. Them. Yes! Yes! Dr. the answer is yes. Yes, apo. Hindi nyo pa tinatanong, okay na po kami. I do, I do na, I do. Tapos, that's short of saying, willing to leave eavesdrop for your podcast. No, I'm dragging up na lang to your top 10 position or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's time to address the little girl the because the hurt is there. The tears are flowing. Do you still yeah. have it? Am I normal? Do you all still have the yes. little girl? Said? Yes, Doctora. Yes. Okay. yes, and we yes. get that um, sentiment of yours that you really had to achieve because you were trying to show na parang the, you should have kept me. Look at what I've achieved. Look at look at what I I did for myself. We we get that. Trust me, Laluna <laughs> for for Del and myself. We still get those. <laughs> parang yes. bakit hindi ka pa mahil? Ano ba? <laughs> but it's it's also a driving force. You know, I've been, um, I know our talk is mostly about beauty, but I've been meaning to ask because one of the, like, we've already realized the driving force that made you the beauty empire and the beauty authority that you are have been the little hurts. Mm-hmm. How are you, how are you going to make that possible for Scarlet, who is so loved and so cute, and you know everything is being served to her on a silver platter without her having to ask for it because she's just adorable. How are you going to create a life wherein she's still going to strive and strive. achieve and want to, you know, make goals for herself? Well, luckily for me, I have a wonderful husband who's so good at that. I think, mm. as I told you, he reads a lot. But you know, sometimes being loved so much, like my Bella parents loved me so much, so so much. I mean, it's just I was so blessed by both parents that they loved me so much. But the world isn't like that. So when you go out in the world, people don't. I was really shocked that people didn't love me. Like my parents mm-hmm. love me. And um, well, in a way, Scarlett's lucky that way because the, the world loves her already. Yes. But of course, she's still a baby. And you can see the difference. Like when she was a child, people were much more engaged because she was younger. And now that she's, you know, she's five looking eight, um, she's still popular. But, you know, it's not anyway. Oh, I'm so cute and perfect, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we try to shield her. Mm-hmm. As, I mean, she also is not so aware about... Uh, about the level of popularity that she has or what's happened in her life. We, she does things normally and we keep try to keep her grounded. Um, as parents, I think we really don't give her everything she wants and we try to tell people not to send things. You know, she did something. She's dreaming of a beagle, dreaming, dreaming. Every night the prayers to say, dear Jesus, please make me, give me a beagle, whatever. <laughs> so um, Hayden tried to in- introduce Instagram to her two weeks ago, no? Just play. Let play. Let her, let her, so she's, what do you want to post? I want to post about my beagle. 
I want a hundred beagles. And then she made a list of the names of all her beagles. <laughs> My God, we were inundated with people offering to give her beagles. So this is not a real. And we're like, no, 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 we don't because yeah. we're telling it's for her birthday not not for christmas Mm-mm. but i hope because i've gone through it in a way i mean this life just to show you how amazing god is so i was so insecure right super duper insecure i always felt i wasn't wanted because being adopted no matter how much love they showed yeah. me i always felt like well my parents gave me away i gave that as my thing my drama and I would go to parties. And then let's say I go to a party. And then people say to me, wow, you're so fat. I gained weight. I'm like, I would literally turn around and go home. And oh. then when I was 18, I was double dating with Ronnie Hanares. Ronnie, you used to manage you, right? Yeah. And um, <laughs> Vilma Santos. And it would be Atom and me. So the four of us would go double dating. And wherever we go, Atom and I would be like swept by a tidal wave to the side, to the corner, because everybody was crazy over Vilma mm. and Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I would stay there and I, I would watch her and say, wow, Lord, how nice to be so welcome in a party. How nice to when you arrive, the, the whole party is so excited. I said, I wish that would happen to me somehow. I said, but I can't see that happening because I'm obviously going to be a doctor. But it would be nice to enter that people would be so welcoming. And so, you know, because I always felt, yeah, I'm not welcome. Like, parin forsado lang to invite me. I don't know where. I mean, people don't invite people forced. But anyway, I had this. And then we made it happen. You know, mm-hmm. like like yeah. before. Like, if I at your party, or Dr. Ricky Bello is here. You know, of course, it's not a Vilma Santos level. But at least I felt welcome because yeah. people are so happy to see me. And then that's why I know that this God is so personal because, I mean, some little wish like this that I did when yeah. I was 18, mm-hmm. that I had no idea how it could happen because no doctor has ever been to a my celebrated, yes. a celebrity yeah. doctor that mm-hmm. way. Like when you enter, parang, you know, parang wow, politician, well, I don't know, yeah. besides it's not done. But now, wow, God, you're so amazing, huh? even that. So with Scarlett, we keep her super grounded. We make her play with people. Like ISM's great because people don't know her there. And yeah. they don't know who she is. So That's she's good. totally playing with normal people. And, you know, um, Cadence, of course, the values from, from victory and the prayers. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, like Hayden has this thing about we, the, the Belloco family does things like this, Scarlett. Yeah. When we begin, because she's had a habit now going to ISM and not completing her work because they don't really, you know, it's not like forced upon me. But Bello called family, we complete our work. Before we do anything, playtime, you complete your work. Before, but it's always like that. And she's, right. she's disciplined. So I hope and pray. And of course, we pray about her all the time. Does she not become a brat or, or entitled? You know, if there's anything I really, that ugali, that we both, really dislike abhor that's scarlet's new word for the week abhor it's just arrogant people entitled people and you know that's really an awesome thing to have so we we're really working on we're very intentional in the way we bring her up not Mm -hmm. with crystal and quark i wasn't so intentional i just wanted them to be good you know but it wasn't like really drilling in honesty we don't we never lie we never you know mm-hmm. so yeah pay for us it's really you try to do your best but you know 
sometimes you still make mistakes. So it's really, it's so nice to be close to God because in the end, you know, he's in charge. So you're much more um, peaceful with the world. <laughs> wow. What what an hour to talk to you. Yeah. So many things. More. A little bit more, Doctora. But what I, we did not expect this kind of conversation. And mm. we're pleasantly mm. surprised at the energy that you have brought into the, the podcast today. Thank you so much for your time and being so yeah. candid with us. Thank you so much. We really well, appreciate it, Doctora. So, I've learned so much from you on how to run a, a good podcast. <laughs> also, I, no, I feel like this is the easiest interview I've ever had. It doesn't feel like oh, wow. it. It's like we're sitting around the table and just talking, right? Having dinner. Um, thank you for that energy. <laughs> Dr. Um, Bello, invite yes. everyone to your podcast, please. Okay, so everyone, um, I'd like you to inv- I'd like you to invite me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to invite you to listen to my podcast, Beauty Authority. Um, it's a podcast all about beauty um, and everything healthy. My co-host is Katrina Razon, and she's very knowledgeable on physical yoga, nutrition. We're tre- really trying to help you live a better, healthier, happier life because everything is connected you can't really disconnect things and especially try to entertain you as well and make you not feel so uh, helpless in this in this coronavirus situation uh we when do we upload our podcasts every every friday night but we already have eight um okay. available so you can get them on on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can get your podcast. I always have to say that at the end of every show. <laughs> I know that part. But yeah, I hope you guys listen. Give it a chance. We, we're still learning. So I'm, it's been getting better as we, we practiced. Um, so it's, it's, it's relatively full of information. Um, I think we're kind of funny too, but these girls are a lot more entertaining, so we need to lighten up a bit. But yes, please listen to our podcast. And you three, please, huh? I will watch. If there's three more people listening, I know it's you. Thank you so much. Thank okay, you guys. Well, so come to Bello anytime if you want to. Thank you. Yes, I'd love to meet you in person and everybody out there as well. And um, yes, I will be, I'm sure, I'll, I hope to guess the three of you on our podcast one yes, day. Yeah, sure. Yeah, to return the favor, okay. But of but when it's a little more mature, nakakaya naman for that. From <laughs> bad, baka naman, like you think I always look at your faces and see, mm, what she means. <laughs> and I left. <laughs> baka you also look at me and say, wow, this girl doesn't know, doesn't know how to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Hi, oh, okay. Be safe. God there. bless you. Hey, thank you, you so much. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much. The Eavesdrop. No filter. Off kilter. Exclusively on Anchor. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, 
or anyone or anything. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.